It's episode 199 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in the home of Mirza Pearson. She's the founder of Coastal Bend Restaurant Week, and she also runs a marketing consultancy. Thank you so much for having me in your home today. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so you just to- gave me like the best compliment, and we're thank- thanking me for the podcast and telling me how much of an impact it made on you when you moved back to Corpus Christi, which is the whole point right. of the podcast. So it's really cool to have this full circle moment because I'm winding down the podcast. You're my penultimate episode. And I knew I had to talk to you because of what you're bringing to the coastal bend, which it will be the third year. And we're going to get into that in a second. Um, but it's just like a neat way that you and I connected and ended up here today. So no, absolutely. And I was saying like, no, like shops off. Like I, I cannot praise you enough for supporting other women and for doing what you've done for our community. Like, it takes courage to reach out and to also be able to connect with others and to do what you're doing. So mad props to what you've done. I'm so grateful, so thankful. And just like my little moment, like I, I've been following you since when I moved, since I moved back to the United States. And then I, I just, you were kind of the first indication of like, okay, who is she interviewing? What are they doing? And here I am. And it's really exciting to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just adore that. I love because something that you had said before we started recording was you left Corpus as you know a young woman and came back as an adult and didn't know Corpus as an adult. And so Correct. it was essentially rediscovering. Absolutely. So I had to rediscover Corpus Christi as an adult because I was I knew it, but through the eyes of my parents, right? I left when I was 17, went mm-hmm. off to college and then didn't come back till I was what? 36 years old wow so yeah so it was me having to rediscover all of it and try to make friends again and immerse myself into the community very yeah. good i mean you're definitely doing that uh, and a lot of it <laughs> yeah we're gonna get into some details on that in just a second but first off how was your day because you asked me when i first walked uh-huh. in i was like i didn't ask her so i'm gonna ask her when we're recording it's been ongoing it's busy it but it's been good i have to say like these the, like leading up to restaurant week is the weeks that we are kind of just sleepless and ongoing um, but I like the adrenaline of it and then you just enjoy it. Good. I'm so glad. Okay. So Coastal Bend Restaurant Week, you said kicks off on Thursday. It is. What is that? The 20th? That is the 21st. 21st. Okay. Mm-hmm. The 21st. So this year, this is the first year that it actually feels real. So this is the third year. The first year was more kind of like, oh, let's see if this works out and try to get it out there. And then we stirred the community a little bit, you know. The second year was more like, oh, let's see what she's going to do. And it was more like, oh, let's see if I survive, (laughs) you know. Then year three was the year where like, am I doing something? Am I, do I give up? Do I, you know, throw in the towel? Do I, what do I do? You know, do I continue? Why am I doing this kind Mm -hmm. of situation? The why, yeah. Yeah. And so I had to kind of step it up a notch, right? And so with this aspect, this is when uh, Delmar and I collaborated. Delmar? Delmar College. I didn't know that. So we we collaborated for this year. And it works perfectly because they have the new Culinary Institute there. And if you haven't been to the campus, it's an incredible campus. And it's here in Corpus Christi. Where is this a This one also, yes. That's the one on Oso Creek over off Yorktown. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. But the facility is amazing. It is amazing. So to think that we are producing talent here in the coastal band that are going to later have to go into the workforce and we can keep them here, which is the whole point of like the collaboration. um, 
it, it's just merge. It just it was a nice little marriage, basically, you know, for for both of us. So we get to kind of highlight the culinary arts institutes that they have that they have here in Corpus Christi, and um, we bring focus to Costa Bend Restaurant Week as well, and to the restaurant Norris as well. And so it's just been a very nice little marriage, and the community has come together, and something now finally it's just real. Yes, it is just real. Yeah, and I can tell people are really excited about it. Um, I've seen people that I'm, I follow posting about it, restaurant owners that I know who are excited to be participating. Um, so it's really a really neat thing to bring here. And so I want to talk about the inspiration behind it, but I feel like there's a, a story to this because you left Corpus Christi to go to college and ultimately were traveling. I mean, you've been all over. Yes. Yeah, tell me about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've lived all over the United States. So I'll kind of give you a kind of be- a brief background about myself. So yeah, so I left Corpus Christi when I was 17, went off to college. Um, I opened up my, I had my first business actually in my dorm room. Um, so while everybody else was working, you know, 20 hours or so, I was working, you know, minimum hours, but I was doing interpretations and translations. Like anybody, any college student, basically, you want to go out and work for corporate, right? So <laughs> I ended up working oh, I for yeah for the state, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah, completely not even corporate. I ended up working in government, and then next thing you know, it, my best friend actually, who was my best friend from high school, um, who ends up in later on being my husband. Uh, wow! Yeah, how so cool. <laughs> so he's like, okay, so now he's like, uh, he's doing the um, he was a light, lead lighting designer for Bellagio. Oh my God. And so he's like, well, Mirza, you know, let's go out. He's like, you're really good at sales. I need somebody, you know, I need, uh, he just needed the encouragement basically. And so next thing you know, it, we have this multi-million dollar business and we're doing corporate events all across the United States. So at one point we had like seven different offices throughout the United States. Oh we were all of like 24 God. years old what is this? with dumb money, right? Uh, but, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry so to interrupt. So it just kind of jumps in his I, I, yes. I, but, but for you to just be like, all of a sudden we have this multi-million dollar business. I'm like, what? I'm still working my nine to five. Yeah. Like some people just have that entrepreneurial spirit and you clearly do. My goodness. Yeah. No, it's one of those things that you kind of... Um, he calls it, he, we call it uh, dumb luck, but I really call it just n- dumbness. So there's a thing, <laughs> like dumb people don't care to be rejected. They just don't care to be rejected, right? Right. But it's like, how come that, you know, that person was able to to get this, like, you feel like they don't deserve it or they didn't, you know, a lot of people always see them like, okay, well, this is just kind of an average show or whatever it is, but it's because they really don't care. It's like, okay, next person. Yes. Next right. person, next person. They're not somebody so says, invested yes. in, they don't take it so personally. Exactly. And so I think, and so that, so his comment like kind of stuck to me, you know, forever in my life. Um, and so it's one of those things that I just kind of like, okay. And I joke because I was talking to one of other community leaders. So I'm like, no, I'll find you. I'll <laughs> ask around until somebody gives me the information, you know, or somebody tells me how to get a hold of this person. I'll just keep asking and asking and asking um, until I can basically get down to the house and whys and so on and get a yes. So rejection is not an issue. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. that is, to me is a superpower because I am to this day like I'm a I'll be 38 in December and I'm like terrified of rejection like it's like one of those things yeah it's one of it it, it hurts it right hurts. because when especially when you set is. yourself up yeah yeah but this is one of the things that I've learned just that okay well this person says no the next person says yes you know so you just continue until you find your yes it's a mindset yeah it, it really is and an attitude I, I think you're right because I, I think it's um maybe putting too much 
uh, credence to other people's opinions. And so, yes, over exactly. Your own. Yeah, but you don't seem to have that issue at all. You're like, I know what I have, and I know that eventually I'll get what I'm looking for. Correct. So, yeah. So, well, it wasn't always a case. It's kind of one of those like learning curves, but then you just kind of start to, you just get to it basically until the necessities of it, you know, until somebody, something happens, somebody says yes, or um, coming to Corpus Christi was very humbling. And I'll get that to that back back in there. But going back, so yeah, so I had a corporate events company, um, and then I went off to Brazil. I was living, so I've lived all over the United States, and I went off to Brazil. And when I came back, I did a big mistake, and I wasn't actually sourcing any work for the future. So the one company, the one event that I was looking forward to, actually which was a government event that I was looking forward to kind of implementing by myself back into the United States after, mm-hmm. you know, dancing Zamba, the Samba over oh in South gosh, America, wow. you know, canceled on me. So I'm like, okay, well now I, li- I have no company. I have no job. I have no home. I just moved back to the U S again, you know, or in this case from Brazil, what do I do? And so a friend of mine says, well, he saw you can go ahead and you, you could work on one of the yachts. Like he, he was, he had yacht because I kind of talked to everybody. I'm like, okay, I need a job. Like, right. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't care. Well, you knew, you knew yeah. how to network. So it, it was, that was it. So, so he saw, well, you can stay on one of the yachts and kind of work on the yachts. Right. And I'm like, okay. And I think he slept overnight and thinking, Mirza working on the yacht. <laughs> I am kind of afraid. And he calls me, he says, you know what? Um, you should, he said, I'm going to set you up with a friend in Abu Dhabi. And um, he saw, you have an interview there. He saw if you would go ahead and like it. So I didn't think about it. I packed my bags and booked my trip to Abu Dhabi. Had nowhere to stay, you know, but I get to Abu Dhabi. This is how, like, it just gets so dumb. <laughs> like, just. No, you've gets, lived life. It's really, really. I think it's like, looking back, lived life. Yeah, looking back and I'm going, what in the world were you, like, I don't know how I survived. <laughs> right. This is great. But yeah, so I'm sitting in Abu Dhabi and I remember like it was the second day. It was the second day I had arrived. So the ship of the, you know, the time and whatnot. And it was for a job for an engineering firm. And I'm like, this is so boring. I'm like, I don't want to live in Abu Dhabi. Like, I hope I don't, I hope I don't get this job because if I get this job, then I have to move to Abu Dhabi when Dubai is 45 minutes and everybody who wants to go to to live in Abu Dhabi when you can live in Dubai, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I declined the job and I settled into Dubai, right? And four months later, I couldn't find a job. Okay. (laughs) Four months later, I'm still like, okay, now I'm in trouble. Wow. You know? And so that day I had packed my bags and I had already booked my ticket to come back to the United States. And uh, one of the, the Mac properties, which is like a big uh, conglomerate of a uh, real estate company there in Dubai calls me. And I'm like, listen, if you're going to interview me, you're going to have to interview me before I leave because I have my packs ready, my flight lease on this day. And he's like, okay, well, come on down. I'm like, okay, but I'm taking my suitcase because I, I, I'm literally on my way to the, to the airport. They're like, fine. <laughs> so... Here I am, completely Americanized, you know, rosy colored glasses. Like, I mean, just, I don't know. I'm telling you, I don't know how to survive. And so we're finishing it. And I'm like, okay, so 
Now, are you going to give me the job? Because I need to know. I have a flight to catch. Yeah. But I love your yeah. like, hey, all right, no beating around the bush. What's going on? They're like, yes. So I'm like, oh, right, great. So I ended up still coming home for a little bit to kind of to to because I already had the ticket. And right. so in order to come back in to get your visa, you have to fly back into the country. OK. And you so, have to, do you have to have a job at that point when you come back? Yes. Okay. So the job will process all your information and then they give you your visa and then you fly in and they process your visa at the airport, basically, for you to come into the country with a visa, with a working visa. Okay. So now I am working there in Dubai. And it really took me to kind of see what, like, being there in Dubai, like, it kind of took me to see, to work there to understand what it truly was to be. It's one thing being a tourist. Mm -hmm. It's another thing working and living there. 100%. You know. Then you start to see things that are, you're like, whoa. Now I say this, Brazil prepared me for the world. Okay. And okay. actually, and I'm glad you, you touched on that. Cause I, I did want to talk more about your time in Brazil. Cause I'm so fascinated by it. How about we skip that part? Okay. You know, <laughs> you know actually no, but all, you, all we got to say is it prepared you for it. Okay. It I prepared like that. me for the world. This is like during that. the time. Um, now I'm going to age myself during the, when they had the, the, Olymp yes, the, the soccer match, yeah. the World Cup. Yeah, World Cup. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Down mm -hmm. in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea was I was actually going down to see if I could do events down in Brazil. Wow. But then I started to realize really how things were negotiated there, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm like, well, you know, and I just had good mentors. I've always been in a place where people like I just I just talk. I, I, I fall into the right into the right hands of people. Yeah. By the grace of God, whatever it may be, you know, I just fall into the right hands of people. And so I had a really good mentor. And she was like, no, you know, and it, and it could have been like you could easily you can easily stray in the wrong path, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm I like, believe okay. that. And, and based on some things I've heard of just about how, you know, at times countries like that can run, it can be. Oh that no, way. yeah. No. And I say this, like there's no such thing as a poor country, mm -hmm. you know, just poor people for sure. And this is what I learned from all my like world travels. Like I've, this it's just fundamentally, just, it's just it's just how it is you when know? it's just it's more like the discrepancy between the haves and the have-nots like mm -hmm. there's wealth it's just not distributed yeah no correctly yeah. yeah that and it's just it's it's funny i remember like i was uh i didn't have a vehicle and i was telling my friend i'm like okay well is there not a metro in the city she's all like no so we're driving one day and, and which like, city by the way this was so i was in sao paulo and okay. i was in belo horizonte okay which is like four hours inland from brazil mm -hmm. right i haven't heard of that one so belo horizonte is really neat it's like a it's called uh it's in in the state of Minas, which is all mining it's a mining town basically so that's where you find all the jewels and things that come from brazil come from that region actually mm -hmm. so it's very rich very beautiful lots of cascades i think it has the most cascades in south america in that okay. area wow. so it's really neat um but yeah so i see a metro and she's oh no just wait for it and we're driving she's oh wait for it i'm like sandra it just ended right there she's all yeah yeah so the government from this particular area promised they were going to put in a metro put in the metro <laughs> wow <laughs> and and it was like a mile long and that's it wow interesting <laughs> so they they completed their promise yes they did you know then that was that was yeah. it. you know so good <laughs> luck with everything else thing. yes where the where the budget went we have no idea wow so okay got it got it got it so then i, I kind of got really exposed to to a lot of things and this is why i say like brazil like i love brazil i love i am passionate about brazil and for a moment it you know it is it becomes you always it's a home. It's your home. Like no matter where you live across the world, it always becomes a part of you. Mm -hmm. And and how long were you there? So I was there for almost about a year and a half or okay. so. Um, and so, yeah, but yeah, it was really interesting. And then in Dubai, I was there for almost seven years. 
That was Whoa. here for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay, so you really did like establish some roots there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, yeah, so I'm about to meet my mark here in Corpus Christi for the longest place that I've ever lived anywhere. Here, at least soon, uh, shortly, actually, now coming in to, uh, close to Dubai. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, so you go back, you go back to Dubai with your visa, and you start working for real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean. I have very limited knowledge of Dubai, so please bear with me if this is totally inaccurate. Okay. But there's a lot of wealth in that city, right? So, there I mean, is. is real estate, are we talking like you're, there's some big spenders out there looking for real estate kind of thing? Well, it is. Well, you have to, it's it's an international hub. So, a lot of investments actually come to Dubai. And so, a lot of places need to kind of put their investments in other areas, right? Mm. So, I mean, people are buying buildings, they're buying, um, I mean, literally, they're buying buildings, they're buying floors, they're buying, you know, four or five apartments at a time. They are bringing, you know, um, suitcases full of money and saying, here. Whoa. And <laughs> how they travel with it is beyond me. Right. Privately, <laughs> but I But I think I did not last in that job very long because it really, I remember like my, I had a British boss and he said, he pulled me aside some years that what are you doing here? <laughs> really? <laughs> is this really for you? And now I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that I'm painting a very different mirror from what I was now until seven years later into Dubai. Um, because it was really more so like mirrors just prancing around and, you know, skipping around the world, basically. That's kind of the best way I can describe myself at that time. Mm-hmm. So just, but I mean, learning yeah. a lot and experiencing a lot. Yeah. You know? But I, I mean, I have, I had fun. Life was, it, life has been a lot of fun. So, but yeah, so I started getting more, more involved. So I leave, I leave that job and I landed another job with, um, with a company that was trying to do, they were more like the Alibaba of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And this is where the marketing aspect came in. Cause I'm not actually, I don't have a background in marketing. Okay. All right. This is a perfect segue into yeah. this. Okay. So yeah, so I don't have a background in marketing, but because of all the implementations I've done with my previous, with the events, every single event, you're developing a whole new brand. You're developing a whole new event, whether it's small or large, it's still the same processes over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't change. Right. Right. So I can do events blindly in my sleep because I've done them for so many years. And I've literally on a been huge doing them. Scale. Yes. And we're not, yeah. And we're not talking about like events that, I mean, the magnitudes of the size of events that I've done, you know. I've done an event where I literally had the third richest, uh, wealthiest man from the Baltic countries bought out half the win Las Vegas. And that was my event. Whoa. <laughs> so that was a whole other story for a whole other other right. time. But <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, we are talking about multi-million dollar events that, mm-hmm. I, that I've had um, under my belt. So it's been, it was very interesting. So now I'm here, this company hires me to, kind of implement them and bring them ideas. And so I'm, I'm full of ideas. This is where the creativity kind of flows and whatnot. So he said, he said, look, I have this wonderful platform. I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, well, okay. But it's like, he said, it's like Alibaba, like trade India, things of that nature. All right. Well, does Middle East have one? No. Well, now they do. Yep. You know? And so my next job was basically to kind of bring attention to it. Well, they brought so much attention that Alibaba literally broke a deal with Dubai Okay. And next thing you know, we were pushed out. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. As soon as they got that established. Yeah. So that's kind of how, kind of how it happened. But, um, and the next thing you know, what I'm doing, I started doing corporate events again. 
you never get out of events no matter how much i mean you try so you know well i think you just you're naturally good at them well and yeah that, that and they a, can trust yeah you. and if you meet any events person like anybody who's in av or who's in lighting and audio they at some point i mean they, they get tired and they're like okay i want to do something different for the rest of your life you will never do anything different <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> like you will i mean it seriously it's just it will always be there so uh, so next thing you know what I'm doing implementations for for local governments I'm being hired to do um, I'm working with the chambers there I'm working with the Dubai chamber I'm working with other with others like national chambers um, I'm working with embassies I'm bringing in delegations I'm being hired from Dubai to put a delegation together for them in Peru Wow um, and I'm bringing in a delegation from Mexico that's hiring me to kind of implement them and kind of set them up here in, in Dubai. So it just started getting really crazy to the point that one day I get a, like, like how crazy it's, I get a call from the Swiss embassy. Okay. And I'm like, uh, okay, why is the Swiss embassy calling me? Right. <laughs> like crazy little, like crazy stories right in there. And it was just basically, it was, it was, it was a, a due to another event basically that they had, um, some issue with or another, but it was, it's been surreal. Like the, I've sat with royalty. I've dined with royalty. I've, I mean, the stories go on. I've been nearly arrested. That's another story for another day, <laughs> but that is Dubai. <laughs> and you learn, you're like, nope, nope, I didn't yeah. do it. Whoops. I didn't do it. That's hilarious. You know? And uh, it's, it's actually very G-rated, G-rated, let me just put it that way. But it's something that you would ever think you would be arrested for here in right. the United States. It was just a manner of gestures that are not appropriate. <laughs> that can be hard to keep track of, I imagine, especially whenever you're, like you said, you're like hopping around the world, and, yeah. you know, sort of like learning as you go kind of thing. That the, can be a challenge. Yeah. The cultural aspects of it there, like there's some things that I'll never get used to there. Like, for example, um, you know, they like men, their, their glazes and their culture, basically, they can glaze at a woman as long as they don't blink for as long as they can. So, for example, you're a very attractive woman. I'm going to hold my breath and not blink so I can stare at you as very long. The minute I, I blink, I have to look away. Interesting. So. <laughs> yeah, because then it's improper. As yeah. soon as you blink, you but, better stop looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then here, if somebody stared that hard, you would find it very, very, very creepy. Yeah, for but sure. But there, it's just their norm. Right, right, know? right. Oh, my goodness. So. And I mean, especially because you're interacting with dignitaries and, and higher up. So you have to kind of recognize like okay this is normal so i have to you know go go with the flow kind of thing right well at that level it's more it's more it's honestly very um you become very accustomed to to it so that's the other thing it's like a very you just have to immerse yourself into the culture yeah so i did that i had to i had to be i wore the abaya i I mean so it became well i mean 140 degree weather it beats wearing a two-piece suit I will wear the abaya. It's so much cooler. Okay. So. I, I feel you there. 140 <laughs> degrees. And it would hit 100. I kid right? you not. Yes. 100, 120. Um, and it depends where you are. Like the temperature would be 140, but it, 120 was an average average temperature. Wow. Okay. It so then hot. how do you feel? Because, you know, everybody's like dying down here. Not literally, but uh, oh, yes. you know, with, when with you the become, summers, how do you feel? Like, were you like, ah, try being in Dubai? Yeah, no, exactly. No, now I don't think I could get used to it going back. But I mean, coming back here, I was all constantly cold. Really? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? I was constantly cold because I became acclimated to the warm weather. Right. So And so dry. Yeah. I, I'm assuming because it's, yes. it's desert, right? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like an adventure. That's really what you were doing. And it doesn't sound like any two days were the same. I know some of the work had similar processes, but like everything was different. Yes. So no, and it, it really is. I mean, um, I mean, the day to day is like, it's, it's, it is like it is anywhere. I have to say like their, their professionalism and the way they do things. I mean, they do things to perfection. You know, they do things to, I mean, to every down, a little, little detail that they see. So it became so detail oriented there that now that I kind of like to, when I see things, I'm like, oh, why are we doing this this way? <laughs> oh, but then you know. that too probably fine tuned your skills a bit, right? Because now you know what to look for in terms of quality, um, which to me is, is really important and sets you apart from a lot. From a lot. Yeah, so there is. And there's still things that I wish that I can get a lot better at, you know, and um, we know, but yeah, so everybody has their super strength in it, but uh, organizing events was one of mine. And it sounds like marketing too, right? So yeah, so that's how we segued into marketing because yeah. it was just that. It was just trying to figure out, well, how what was going to work with them, how to implement them into the culture, how to make sure that they were going to be successful, how to make sure that their investments was going to be going down to the like I explained mannerisms, um, speakers, making sure that they understood what was appropriate and what was not, you know, what was considered Ooh, offensive. I mean, because right. like the East Asian culture is very different from you know, from like let's far East Asia. Um, they're completely two different cultures in terms of um of how they they do things and view view one another basically. Mm -hmm. So it was always constantly so with the interpretation so then I ended up owning an interpretations company. Um, and I started like, and so you actually, like when you say interpretations company, you mean between languages? Yes. Wow. So yeah. So I have like one of the largest stocks of, uh, interpreters in the UAE and, um, I would basically kind of source equipment from everybody. So I partnered up with a whole bunch of companies basically. Um, but this was one of the things that because I brought that kind of, uh, that, those details into, into it. So I would be hired for the larger, uh, Bagori, sorry, Bagari, uh, yeah. Fendi, uh, Givenchy, um, you know, for the larger end brands, basically to come in to make sure that things were done down to a perfection. So, whoa, it was very interesting. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, okay. But I mean, you just like walk into a spot and just build it like you, to like its max potential. And then you're like, okay, and, and then on to the next time. one, max potential. <laughs> so, I mean, do you find you just have a natural affinity affinity for this? Like you walk in and you say, okay, I, I assess and then I, you do this. Now you need to do this, this, this. Like how, how does your brain, brain work No, it, it is, out? it is, it is a lot like that. So there's a lot of kind of steps that, and people complicate things, you know, things you don't need to be complicated. It's so everything, it's, it's systematic the way things grow and everything, whether it's small or large, it's the same processes. Like whether, so for example, I got really good at building personal brands and, um, it's the same process, whether it's something that I'm just kind of building at a local level or a national level, doesn't matter. You still have you need the same tools, the same mechanics, but just at a larger scale. Right. That's it. So, um, speed, accuracy, those kind of things kind of came into tune with it, but because I, I just got really good at it. I just got really, really good at it. But without a background in it, that is what's so cool. Yeah. It's like, Hey, we have this need. Cause at the time, 
was social media used widely over oh it is still my weakest link okay and you can tell that i mean i'm not i'm not gonna shy away from it because mm-hmm. i know that's i i that's not that's not what i do like so my whole thing is building brands and building companies yes. right that is my background so kind of going like thinking about coastal band restaurant week for example um i saw what it what it needed and well you want to talk about it yeah, I do, All actually. Right. Right. So, <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. do All right. So, yeah. So, when I came back to the United States, basically, I, I was, it was more of a need. It was right after I had my baby. I played mom for the first two years, and now it was time to get back to work. Mm-hmm. My oh, resume, that's nice. Yeah, you had that nice break. Yeah. My resume is... is Intense, for better words. <laughs> My resume like is intense. I got the abridged version. So I can't imagine. Let me apply for like a sales job. And hey, the last job I did, I worked for Shake and I built his conglomerate. And <laughs> yeah, hire me. Whoa. <laughs> you know, so no, it's like they look at it and they're like, oh, come on. You know, but I mean, honestly, and I've had to scale it down quite a lot because it just doesn't. Is, wow. It will never be functional, really. Wow. Isn't that wild? It's, so it's, it's, it is. It's really neat. And it's, it's, uh, it's a show. Yeah, well, there I mean, you do you find uh, recruiters are intimidated or that they think you're overqualified? It's more so overqualified, honestly, and it's just not something that you're going to find here in Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to build my own opportunity. So with that being said, I'm like, okay, well, let me go ahead and start, um, you know, let me go ahead and start to marketing and kind of building little brands or building little companies or building, you know, their logo or, and just like on the like small things basically that I could do from home yeah. while, I'm, while I still have my child. And I had a client who had called me and they wanted, they wanted assistance basically. What it came down to is they wanted really assistance with social media, which is not what I did. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, honestly, social media is kind of an intimidating beast for oh, me too. Oh, it's, so. it's, it's a language. And I'm telling you, if you want to get it right, hire it to next. You're good. You'll <laughs> I get agree it done. with that. Yeah. You'll get it done. So anyway, um, yeah, so I... I was looking at there what they were what they had done and what Corpus Christi had done. So the first thing I want to look at on a client is how do I set them apart from everybody else? Don't give me a copy paste. Yes. More than likely, you saw something you like, and I get that you have a vision for it, but let's make it your own. Not because you saw that it worked for that person and you liked it, but why do you like it? What about it? Is it the colors? Is it the look? Mm-hmm. Is it because is it a the modern look? Is it clean? Is it more classical? What about it attracted you to it? There's a why to it, right? Yes. Okay, you're, you're, you like the clean and modern. Let's take that and now make it your own. All right, let's kind of kind of dig. So the whole idea is when we're building a brand or we're, we're building something for any company or a, personal, or a personal brand, it's making sure that it's tailored to you and that it speaks you, right? Yes. And that it's functional for the company itself as well. Because not everything else colors represent something even, uh, you know, the kind of font you pick represents something. And so is it, true. Every aspect of it. Yeah. So all those kind of things. And so when you sit there and you educate a client, you're like, oh, okay. So it goes really, there's a, there's a psychology behind everything. So where the marketing aspect comes in is that our, from our, our at least our, our consultancy, we focus on the psychology of it, basically making sure that it speaks to the right audience, making sure that it actually conveys and creates those messages and words and fuzzy feelings that are going to be that you want basically. So, um, and it doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be extensive. It just has to be you. Yes. That's it. So on your website, by the way, if anybody's interested, it's Mirza Morelli consulting.com or just Mirza Morelli.com. Um, the homepage, 
I love it because you really are saying like ultimately as a client, there's so many layers to you and we're really getting to that to determine your brand and like right. what you want to represent. And I felt like your homepage message really conveys that like what your intent is when it comes to serving your clients. Right. Absolutely. It grabs you. So right. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, if I had a brand, I would want her to help me figure out, you know, how to best represent it, you know, or market it. So uh, the website was really great. And yeah, I felt no, like it thank got you. that point across. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it was the, the descriptions of Jupiter, the, the yes, rings and so far. I love that. And yeah, because like it's more Mars so than just looking like at stars. Star. Yes. Yeah. Mars looks like a star yeah. from Earth. And but, so when uh, you go deeper into the description of it and then you're like, oh, and it just kind of brings about, it brings, it really brings you laser focus into what it really is. And so that's the idea basically where it is. So I build, so yeah, so I had to go back into the, into the workforce and I get called and he calls me and really what they wanted was social media. So I'm like, okay, well I presented you with an idea. I kind of looked and saw that there was no, there was no actual restaurant week in the area. Um, and I got the idea from Restaurant Week because they were doing it in Miami. This is when I lived back in Miami. Mm-hmm. So I actually sat on the board for tourism and hospitality for the Miami che- Beach Chamber of Commerce. Wow. Um, and so during that time, Miami, uh, yeah, yeah. so the, the food festival there or the Restaurant Week, there was only literally a week. Now, anywhere nationwide, it's a whole month. Oh, my goodness. So Corpus Christi, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Let's well, start small. Please <laughs> yes. don't give me a month yet. We're at a week. And I right. think you and our restaurant will be like, please, just well, let's just stick to the week, please, yes. right now. Um, but yeah, so everywhere else, D.C., New York, Miami, Houston are all now. No, Houston's still at a, at a, at a couple of weeks, I think. It's maybe two weeks. Okay. Um, but everywhere else, it's a, a month now. So I'm like, okay, well, Corpus Christi, the whole Coastal Bend area, doesn't have a proper one. There was one for downtown, I believe. And I think they had some kind of um, taste of the island mm-hmm. or something, something I've heard of like that. that. Yeah. So the idea is with a lot of these festivals is that you go to the festival and then there's more logistics for the restaurants, the catering, the bringing, the delivery, the transportation, making sure that the room, the food is hot, portable mm-hmm. and all the great stuff. Um, so I'm like, well, let's slash those, those kind of things. So let me present to you this idea. So the client didn't take the idea. I'm like, well, I'm going to run with it because yes. it's a great idea. Yes, it is a great idea. Good for you. Yeah, but I had no, I knew nothing of the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as I'm going there, actually, this was right at the rinks with COVID ended. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yes. This started in 2021. Yes, this started in 2021. And COVID had ended and nobody was going back to the restaurants. So the whole thing is how do we get people back to the restaurants? Um staff was not were not showing up to work mm-hmm. um so they were low on supplies low on staff and i'm like okay well, let's uh, let's do this right and i start calling and they're like yeah and i mean it, it worked we started off with i think uh, the first year was a little bit over 15 if i'm not mistaken and uh, participating restaurants? participating restaurants yes wow i mean yeah. that's a great first and we have year some turnout. yeah for yeah so we had docs at harrison's landing where have been with us since since year one so i'm really really thankful actually for sticking it through and seeing it and i mean it kind of great things are happening i mean they, they, it's just a festival now that people kind of look forward to and it's just enjoying it all together but um so that's kind of how it kind of came into fruition i didn't know that it was going to be this but i did see this need I had restaurants that survived. Yes. Further past. I had one restaurant my first year that all they did was serve that one particular menu. And they survive for a couple of more months. 
based on that one week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just you know. that, that alone made all the difference. Right. And then I had another restaurant that, I mean, they, they, it kind of put them more, more so on the map and you were walk in, this was the year two, you walked in and every table was full. You know, people knew about it and people started, you know, they just started going out and you would see just about everybody had a restaurant week menu. So, yeah, the idea behind Restaurant Week basically is to make sure that we are, the restaurants are kind of low, slow during this peak or during this period, basically. Everybody mm-hmm. goes back, the kids go back to school. Right, summer's over. Yep. Tourism's over. It's lowering down and restaurants need clientele. So it was put together actually um, by Saget in New York for the same reason. And now it's literally all over the country. So I'm like, all right, let's do it here. And it's worked pretty wonderfully, actually. And you can see there's a need for it, but it's also a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of fun. And to kind of see like like the interactions online, seeing the comments crack me up sometimes, honestly. Like it's just, I mean, it's it's they're looking forward to it. But I noticed this, the people to look forward to the most are people who have lived in other locations because it's still very new to Corpus Christi. Yes. So trying to break up the stigma of what it is, it's one of those things that probably most the most challenging portion for me, actually, in trying oh. to making sure that I can get the messaging right and out. Yes. Because a lot of people are still used to festivals where you go to one location and all these restaurants are there. Yes. This you is know. an important distinction that I'm glad you brought up. Yes. But the whole point of it is to bring people into your restaurant, you know. So you get to choose either off the restaurant week menu or off the regular menu. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you will probably go and back and like, but this looks so much better. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get this, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, they all have fantastic, I mean, they put, the restaurants, like, they put a lot of thought into what they're going to serve during this time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that goes behind it, too. Yeah, so... First of all, that story is amazing. And I love that although the client didn't take it, you were like, okay, well, this is definitely something that I want to, you know, carry on with. I'm curious, has that client reached out and been like, hey, I saw how this went and it's looking good. They did. Second year and I thought they were going to join and I just didn't hear back. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, ah. But we will keep trying to one day you'll come and join us. Absolutely. Well, no, but I mean, first of all, the choice to do it post tourist season to me is so important and that just goes to show i know it was influenced from other you know restaurant weeks or months but the fact that you implemented it here goes to show how much thought you put into all aspects of this right and how is it most beneficial to the restaurant industry and the restaurants participating so whenever restaurants want to participate how how does that work so is it like every year y'all put out a application or how does that go First year was very challenging. It's like trying to get people to understand what it is mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, so it was us reaching out to clients and it was us, some of them were free, some of them were half off, some of them was just the please come in. Mm-hmm. And we did get help from a lot of people from their community. They were just friends and they were like, call, talk to this person, talk to this person. Oh, so a lot of recommendations kind of came through. Um, and so I'll always, always, always be grateful for those people. Um, and then the second year was more like, okay, let's call our first clients. And then, let's, and then we had new clients that came in. And this year we have, you know, our, our returning clients and we have new clients Like we have Bellinos, which we're really, really excited. I to love have. Bellinos. Yeah. Um, and we have prime, which is new to the market as well. Okay. I've and heard of also, them. Yes. And so they're, they're new to restaurant week. And so we are really looking forward to, we have now 495 in Chesapeake, which is out in Rockport. Okay. Oh, good. Um, so yeah, so there's a, there's a, it's 
it's going to be wonderful all around. Well, and that's what's important too, right? Is I think um, most people kind of think of Corpus Christi proper, but you're you're reaching out to the coastal bend. Yes. So yeah. So you know, for us, we're a very small team. Like of like literally, uh, most of our team runs on volunteers. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so we're still working on. There's little hiccups in the background that we're kind of need, you know, trying to try to try to get the show going and whatnot, and get it just getting launched. Uh, so this year, my whole thought was like, listen, we can extend it, although we want to extend it to the entire coastal bend because that was that's a big vision, honestly, to have a full festival throughout the stretch right here in this area. Mm-hmm. And the big idea in my dream is trying to kind of see it is basically putting Corpus Christi on the map for its gastronomy, honestly. Like, I remember coming in, I would fly in, the first thing I would tell my dad, I said, like, okay, let's go get tacos. Mm-hmm. But even when I lived in Miami, you could not find Mexican food in Miami like you would really? find here in Corpus Christi. Wow. Or you would go to Dallas, and even in Dallas, you couldn't find it. And so it's very unique. Like, the taste and the flavors here are very unique. Mm-hmm. Down to its seafood and the way that we, I mean, we can, we get fresh seafood here in Corpus Christi. And so it's uniqueness, it's it's way of doing it. It's very, very different. And I say between here and literally Louisiana, Corpus Christi has the best food in the Gulf. Wow. You know? And it's just a little secret that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So telling people, if you go out and you'll meet somebody from Corpus Christi, no matter where in the world you are. <laughs> I believe that. And they'll talk actually. to you about the food here. And they'll talk to you about what they liked here at this restaurant in X, Y, and Z. You know, and it, food just kind of connects people. Yeah. And it's just a universal language, right? Absolutely. So, well, uh, the fact that it's a whole week celebrating the unique cuisine here right, um, makes me happy. Absolutely. I mean, we all love to eat down here for sure. Oh, no. I'm like, do your cardio now because <laughs> it's going to be a fast week. So, so no, so it, it's been it's been a good journey, um, you know, going back into it. But, yeah, that's the, the, the big vision is to really put it onto the map and to kind of bring bring more more attention to the gastronomy here in the destination in this area. Um, but we are hoping that it's where we're going to be right now. This year, our focus was to focus on Corpus Christi, and it'll be in that way. We had reach, we had people reach out from us from 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 Mathis. From you know, we have um, Backstreet up in Mathis. We have, like I said, four nine five Chesapeake. We have Dylan's in the island. That's amazing. So it is. It is just growing, and eventually, it'll be. It's what it's meant to be for sure. And so, is there a limit on participating restaurants, or it's like the more the merrier kind of thing? Well, <laughs> and well, is there a limit on what I can do currently? Right. <laughs> you know, and, and I guess no, that's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I, and that's something I didn't realize because how involved are you in each individual restaurants? So we do. So no, okay. I have a fantastic team, honestly. And so they've, there's a, uh, so just so you know, so like my, my team still composes of the team that I had in Dubai and they have been with me all throughout these years actually. Wow. And so they've worked remotely. Um, and actually you know, so, so she's, she's, she travels between Dubai and Kenya. Um, and so she's making calls. She's making calls to a lot of these restaurants and some of these restaurants. I mean, I don't think some of them know that it's like, that it's the aunt from Kenya really. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them just know her as aunt from Costa Bend restaurant week. And so she gets invited to the restaurant. She gets called on or they'll ask me, Hey, how's Anne? And I'm thinking, I'm like, Oh yeah. But the reality is that it's just, there's, it's a group effort that we've done basically in here. Um, but yeah, it's, so far it's, it's three of us really who have been pushing out. And this year we brought in a new, um, Deborah actually to come out and she's been out in the community and knocking doors. And this year it really took off because we were able to add the little local flair. We're so excited to have her. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
So for how do people, you know, get more information oh. about Coastal Bend Restaurant Week? Yes, very simple. So you, they can go on, so they can go onto the website. So the restaurant is, for example, they can go onto the website. They could just register. They can call us. We'll call them. We'll give them information on, on how to register. I've left the registration at $250 per, uh, per restaurant. Most restaurant weeks actually charge for the entry and then they charge a percentage for the sales. For, yes, for the sales of it. Wow. So, no, we just left it at it's 250 This is what we're going to do for you. And then they get to benefit from every portion of restaurant week during that week. Fantastic. Yeah. And so what what is it that they typically is offered during restaurant week for patrons? So patrons can expect the following. So we will launch the menus on the 21st. Mm-hmm. They'll be launched during the <gasps> during, so yeah, here around noon on the 21st. And they'll be able to see every menu. Right now, we kind of keep it secret until the day before because let's make it fair. If you start seeing the menu for one restaurant, it will become boring. And then you see another menu for another restaurant. It becomes a new next thing. And then you forget about the other ones. Mm-hmm. So that adds excitement because you start seeing all the menus and you just get hungry. You start making your, your plan. <laughs> yes, I'm going to go here and there. you start making your plans. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of, I had people, they're, they're creating spreadsheets. There's calendar invites. There is, I mean, there's How groups cool. that are yeah, that are just revolving around Restaurant Week right now. So it's kind of really neat to see. It is neat. But yeah, so you see the menu. You either, one, pick based on the restaurant you want to try. Two, pick based on the on the menu you, menu you see. There's going to be everything from lunch only, lunch and dinner, lunch and brunch and dinner, um, dinner only. So it'll have kind of, a, there's family meals in there as well. Um, there's uh, dine-in and carry-out. So there's a variety of things for you to kind of pick them. Some people just don't want to get dressed four days out of the week to right. go to restaurant week, right? So go and pick it up and enjoy it at home. Um, I like that that's yeah, also an option. Available. Encouraged, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so there's a little bit of everything out there happening. So yeah, go and look at and pick out your menu, look at the specials that they have, and and have at it just that's it's just as easy go support your local community yeah so it's not as though they have to sign up for anything no no it's literally just follow uh, like check that's out it. which menus are being dropped on the 21st at noon which is thursday that is and then go from there and then you go from there and so for the most part they're fixed price yes they're all our fixed oh, price okay. okay so we'll have lunches and here we go lunch is starting at 15 dollars. oh wow yeah so okay. there's, there's lunch menu starting at 15 dollars. there's dinners that are starting at um 2535 and then they kind of go up you know on mm-hmm. on you know based on the restaurant and the destination you're going to go to uh, but it's a lot of fun look gentlemen you don't even have to ask your wife where do you want to go just have her say hey, i have a list for you honey go yes. ahead and pick wherever oh God, you want to go great idea no excuses now so. <laughs> yeah and here's the menu right yeah but something i didn't even realize but makes perfect sense i don't know why i didn't uh, think of it you can order off menu, right? So, like, if you decide, like, and look at their regular menu and like, oh, I actually want this, you can do that as well. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that's what happens, actually. So, the idea is, again, it's like you, you, Brittany, you're going to go look at, uh, at the menus and then you're going to be like, oh, you know what? I really want to go there. That sounds really good. I've been wanting to try this restaurant. And maybe their menu is like, oh, okay, you know, but I really want to try the restaurant. And you go and you look at the menu, but then you start seeing other things from the menu. It's like, you know what? This sounds better. Mm-hmm. And so likelihood of you actually, you're, you may end up getting something from the full menu. So the full menu is available for them. And that's the whole idea is to kind of support our restaurants and making sure that, you know, yes, well, Coaster Brand Restaurant Week menu is great. You can support them by ordering anything off their menu. 
Okay. So you're not just limited to that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, it's just perfect. It's just mm-hmm. the perfect way to get people interested, um, to show them, you know, what's out there. Um, and even to maybe try something new. Yeah. Or that they yeah. maybe never considered. Yeah. There's a lot of places actually that even myself that I'm like, okay, I have, I mean, believe it or not, I'm like, I have not gone there, you know? <laughs> um, so I've, I mean, I've, you know, I've gone and invested the owner, but I haven't, you know, I, so it's my, on my plan on my list to do. Um, but there's a lot of great places to go to, and there's a lot of neat things to do. Um, I had, uh, I was reading somebody that somebody went to the same restaurant like four times that week. Oh, wow. Oh, like they went, it was such group. a hit. Yeah. Like they, that, they just, they just enjoyed it. It was easy for them. Um, and, and yeah, so this year is going to be really neat to see because there's a lot of commotion and now it's finally, like I said, it's real. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely yeah. happening. Cause I know when you, when I, first saw you this evening you were like yeah this is pretty much no sleep week until we make the drops on thursday on thursday so is it pretty much a full year of planning like so like after the last event in 2022 is it like brief break and then immediately start planning or like how how does the planning process work to get it to its final like across the finish line so the reality is that we start planning i'm doing big quotation marks right now and come april you know, okay. we're going to go ahead and launch it in April. And it's like, okay. And then here comes May. We're like, all right, got to get them out. Got to start getting, you know, start calling the restaurants. And so, but we have to build uh, the, sp- the sponsorship aspects of it. We have to build, um, you know, what the, the theming of it is. The, 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 ad, the ads have been different every single year. So making sure that we have a professional ad out that year so we can have all our marketing materials have to go out for us before we start calling on our, our restaurants and getting that out to them. And is that where you're also wearing the marketing hat as well? Mm-hmm. Because you're yeah fluent in it so yes no and we have a great team honestly i mean i've i've uh i've relied on a lot of advice from my team i'm not a person that claims to know it all you know so i'm always very open and receptive but because of that i've been able to absorb a lot too and i've had really good people to kind of mentor me and so i've been able to put that information out there um and the ideas just kind of flow and we piece them together and some of them are better ideas, you know, than mine. But uh, the whole thing is that it's not, they're not all 100% my ideas. Yes. It's really a team effort. It's things that I hear from the community. It's things that I, that I just want to make sure, um, to get, to get out there. I had a, a photographer actually send me, a, send me, um, a commentary basically on what he, on one of the things he saw. And I think he thought he apologized later. He said, Oh, my wife said it was, no, I don't think it was rude at all. I thought that I go, first of all, you had a great ear. Mm-hmm. I go, you have a good eye. And I appreciate the feedback. And now I have a new connection. Yes. So I am very oh, much see? that person. You are. Well, and that circles back to what you were saying at the beginning of the conversation. Right. You're not looking at it as a, um, an attack or like a negative critique or like anything. Like right. you, you absorb and they're kind of like, okay, how can I make this useful for me? Exactly. Oh, that is such yeah. an amazing and that's quality. The, because if you allow it, then it can. And you become bitter and you become cold and you become angry. Whereas for us, it's like, okay, well, great. <laughs> then help me out yeah. oh come on over yeah. you know if you have so much to say like put your right. money where your mouth is kind of thing yeah That's so hilarious. i love it but I, I but i am very open i'm i'm that person who will always like i, I want to hear a little bit more about it and there's things that okay that i'm like well you know may not align with what we want or what we say but we still you know respect the person and make sure that absolutely we see what they're wanting absolutely and yeah mm-hmm. um 
And it's nice that you have that kind of openness to, to hear it all, you know? Um, so clearly you've created something that is benefiting the coastal bin in fantastic ways. What do your family and friends say whenever they see you putting this together? And I think my family gave up. So hold on. <laughs> I think if you ask them what is Mirza doing, they're like, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing today. You know, next thing you know, you were on TV today. Um, it's so it's they've gotten very used to just let her be <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah, um, friends, friends are very supportive, honestly. And I can't even I, I mean, and you make friends everywhere. There's always people that are like they're calling you, you know, hey, how can I help? Hey, what can I do? I love um, that. And so, yes, you know, and there's times that I just it's so overwhelming that I, it kind of just becomes way too much that I can't, you know, you have your highs, you have your lows. But I'm I've always been very fortunate to have the right people around me and to have the right people to be honest with you. And that's just probably part of my nature is that I'm very blunt and you'll hear that. And sometimes I'm like, okay, oh yeah, she's very, she's a very direct. I am. I don't have time to waste. And exactly. And I appreciate a direct. Yeah. In the same way, I would want you to come and tell me what do you think versus circling around me and just, just telling, you know? Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen now in the future, but it's more than anything. It's great to see our community shine. And it's, more so beyond just restaurant week in my vision. I mean, going back to the Elmar College and now making sure that they're getting highlighted and being in view for what they really deserve truly to be. And that culinary institute is it's it's amazing. And to see know that people are gonna be walking through it here really soon in the next few days and it's gonna open up to the public and they're gonna be seeing it for the first time. And it's here in Corpus Christi. Yes. You guys, it's an amazing city. It's an amazing city. Look at it with different eyes. You know, there is something absolutely. We have entrepreneurs here that, and, and I'm sitting, I'm, I'm thinking, and, and I'm baffled because I'm working for all these people and visionaries that I am doing something for them. But at the end of the day, like, they're dreamers. They made it happen. They put the sweat, their tears, you know, their investments into making this restaurant so they can serve you. Yes. And to see you be happy over one comfortable meal that they just prepared for you. You know, it is a story like I'm not sure if you looked at our Facebook recently, but the story on Harrison's on, on, on the Harrison family, I have forgotten about the lighthouse. You remember the lighthouse? It used to be the Joe's Craft Shack. There's the Joe's Craft Shack downtown. Oh, before that, it was the lighthouse that I, be, I didn't, that. I realized that, that belonged to them. I didn't know that. I no, So I'm like, so it just kind of brings you back to like history of Corpus Christi. That is just beyond and how well respected this area is and how much talent we have in this area. And we really just need to start digging a little bit deeper, supporting one another and just embracing it. Yes. Oh my God. That was so good. I love it. I love it. All right. So guys, anybody um, interested? So this episode is dropping right before the kickoff for coastal bin restaurant week. So check out the menus that are launching Thursday, the 21st at noon, pick the restaurant you want to go to go visit a a new one you haven't been to or a familiar one. Doesn't matter. Go support the restaurants during off season and, uh, support Mirza's, you know, Corpus coastal bin restaurant week and everything that she has to offer here in the community. Um, Mirza, you're amazing. You are amazing. Oh my God. Thank you so much for, bringing it back here because with your talent you could have you could have been anywhere you've been everywhere you could have stayed stayed away but you came back absolutely and that means a lot to me as a corpus christi girl um and i just can't wait to see you know the coastal bend thrive because of the event that you chose to keep here and uh just thank you so much again for being a guest tonight thank you for having me